0: owl bet that you will enjoy who we've got to fill in though today as I am joined by an owl expert today, Mark Wilson, who runs Eyes on Owls out of Massachusetts. So today we're going to talk about the creatures of the night, the owls. In fact, he's written a book called Owling Enter the World of the Mysterious Birds of the Night. Mark, good morning. Thanks for joining me for today. For starters, how did you get into being a fan of owls? Well,
1: uh, I'm going to have my wife Marsha, who's on the phone, greet us first with an owl
0: that you might be hearing.
1: <laughs> Wait a minute,
0: was that was that a real owl, or was that Marsha doing an owl imitation? She, Marsha, imitating a great
1: horned owl, and Marsha is an excellent hooter, and um, she and I go into. Uh, all kinds of venues with these owls that we care for. And we came to it years ago. We've been doing these programs for 30 years. And we both grew up around households that were into birds. Uh, Marsha's been birding since she was a kid. Same with me. Marsha's parents did wildlife rehab. And so she grew up around things crawling and flying around the house. And then I started birding when I was, I don't know, in fifth or sixth grade. And owls are, you know, the most fascinating birds of any of the birds, I think. So we were both independently drawn to them. And then once we got together, um, Marsha needed to find something to do. She moved off of Nantucket, uh, where she lived for 12 years. And I said, you know that thing your mom did with owls? She used to go into schools with them. I said, you could do that. And so we started Eyes on Owls, and now we uh, do over 200 programs a year going into schools and land trusts and libraries and all kinds of groups, festivals, fairs. And uh, we teach people how to hoot, and we teach people what kind of owls are right in their neighborhood.
0: I know you're also putting on a show over the weekend up in Ipswich, Massachusetts at the Crane Estate as well. I saw your book, Owling, Enter the World of the Mysterious Birds of the Night. Tell us what's inside the covers of that book.
1: Well, it covers all
0: 19 types of
1: owls that uh, nest in North America, and uh, it profiles them. And then I profile seven people that work with owls, and uh even though it's a kid's book, I like to say it's appropriate for kids 3 to 103. So a lot of people have an owl story to tell. A lot of people hear owls or see them, and mostly they hear them more than see them, and they're often wondering what kind of owl they're listening to, and so we do a hooting lesson at these programs, teach people the voices that they're hearing, what type of owl it is, and right now Here this time of year, uh, great horned owls are very hooty. They're laying their eggs. February is when they start to nest. And uh, so the great horned owl is the call that Marsha just did, that we greeted you with. And that's a call that a lot of your listeners might be hearing just outside their windows. Um, It's a very common call this time of year.
0: Let's talk great horned owls. As they prepare their nest lay their eggs, what's the incubation time for those eggs? And then once the eggs are laid, how long until little baby owlets come out? Well,
1: first of all, they don't actually build their
0: own nest. They reuse other birds'
1: stick nests. So they'll either reuse a red-tailed hawk's nest or an eagle's nest or an osprey's nest. And then they lay their eggs. They'll be incubated by the, the female for about a month. And then they'll hatch sometime in March. And then the male will be bringing food in. The female will stay with the babies when they first hatch. They're blind and helpless and can't stay warm. And, of course, we get blizzards and sometimes, you know, some nasty weather in March. And so the females there to protect them. And then sometime later in April, they'll leave the nest. And they still can't fly well. Uh, But people might see them down on the ground waiting to be fed. And they don't need to be rescued. um, Just you know, observe them, uh, from a distance and enjoy them. And you'll see, if you're lucky, you'll see the parents bringing in all kinds of food, squirrels and rabbits and mice and chipmunks and all kinds of things.
0: And initially the parents have to chop that stuff up or chew it up to feed to the kids. How long until the kids can self-feed? Well,
1: they'll be with the parents into the fall. Um, I think they kind of like uh, hang on to the parents as long as they can because why have to, why go out and find your own food when mom and dad are willing to bring it in? Um, so they learn to hunt over the summer and then into the fall eventually the parents will uh, push them out of the territories and they'll be on their own. Uh, but yeah, I think they like to have their food delivered
0: <laughs> as long
1: as they can milk that situation.
0: Are they welcome to come back to the nest like a year later? With eagles, they don't want their kids coming back. <laughs> Some adults that way too. But if the owls came back a year later, would the parents be receptive or would they kick them out?
1: I don't think probably with great horned owls, they probably would not be receptive to having the kids around. Um and they can breed when they're 1 year old, they, so they could the kids potentially could have their own nesting territory, you know, a year later. Um so, yeah, I don't think they'd be welcome to the place where they've hatched.
0: <laughs> Mark, you mentioned 19 species of owls in North America. Do you have a favorite owl, and perhaps is it different from Marcia?
1: Well, I have my favorite owl. is um, It's a tie between the snowy owl and great gray owl. And Marsha, Marcia, Marcia who's on the line here, Marsha, what's your favorite? By far the great horned owl. And... So we, we do have great horned owls that we bring out to programs. Uh, we did have a snowy owl, which unfortunately um, just passed away last fall. Um, but we have been up to the Arctic many times to study snowy owls, and uh, great horned owls are hooting right here at the house now. We hear them back in the woods, and our birds our three great horned owls that we care for. They're going crazy right now, hooting. Uh, so this is peak, peak breeding season. And uh, it gets kind of noisy in our yard.
0: Is it legal to have an owl as a pet? Uh, Not in
1: this country. Um, So it's illegal mostly to have any kind of wildlife as a pet. Um, But the way we have these owls is these owls have been permanently injured or sometimes imprinted on people, and they're not releasable to the wild. So we have to have state and federal permits to be able to use them as educational birds. And um, every state we go into, we have to have a state permit from the Wildlife Agency, and then we have to have permits from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service to, to have these owls. And, you know, we're, they're caretakers, not technically they're owners, uh, but all of our birds have a reason they can't survive on their own in the wild.
0: Mark, tell me about a sow owl. And the one that you like that apparently does not like Marsha? Well, um, the owl is feisty.
1: I would say the owl doesn't really particularly care for either one of us that we have. The owl that we have is the cutest owl in the world, I think. Um, it's tiny. It's about the size of a glass of water. And they do nest here in New England, uh, as well as north into Canada. Um, but the one we have had been hit by a car... In Massachusetts, when it was migrating, and um, the car knocked it down to the road, broke its left wing, and uh, her head was stuck upside down. So she had to go into rehab for almost four months, and um, then we adopted her because she's not a perfect flyer. And uh, the sawwit owl doesn't hoot, it toots. So it kind of sounds like toot, 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 or So people might be hearing that now. Um, if you do hear that, it's an owl thinking about setting up a nest uh, in your
0: neighborhood. That was very well done. Now, the story I heard was over the weekend when you were up in Ipswich that that wet owl, you had it, and when Marsha began to approach the owl, you were holding her. The owl put her wing up because apparently she was being territorial over you. Am I close on that one?
1: Uh, It was actually a different bird, I think. I think the one that you're referring to was actually a little falcon called an American kestrel. And she is imprinted. Someone took her out of the nest as a baby and kept her illegally as a pet. And we eventually came to adopt her through a wildlife clinic. And she is very possessive of me. She's bonded with me, chosen me as her mate. And she used to like Marsha, but not anymore. (laughs) And now if Marsha gets too close, uh, she gets defensive. Uh, The bird does, not Marsha. And uh, I think that's the one that the person that told you the story had seen. Uh, The sawed owl, which Marsha handles um, all the time, is just feisty, all around feisty, and tries to kill the glove that Marsha's using when she's holding her. Um, And the sawed owl... You know, will live with us its whole life, as will the kestrel. So it's a long-term commitment to take care of these birds.
0: Mark, over the weekend, the news came out—a tragic story from New York City about Flacco, the eagle owl in Central Park. Are you aware of that story? Yeah, yeah. We were actually
1: we were doing our program on Saturday. Um, we found out that Flacco had uh, flown into what they think is a window. Uh, I think it was up on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. And uh, Flacco had been free-flying around Manhattan for just over a year when um, someone cut his cage at the zoo in Central Park and released him to the wild. And he lived in Central Park most of the summer. And then sometime in the fall, he started moving out of the park. And he was flying around various neighborhoods of Manhattan. And people really... Followed this owl closely on social media, and he kind of became a symbol of freedom and hope. And, you know, with all the bad things going on in the world, he really kind of became a star. And then, sadly, uh, on Saturday, someone found him, uh, I guess, at the foot of a building where he had most likely crashed into the window,
0: and um, he didn't make it. Now, they called. Flacco, an eagle owl. I had not heard that term before. Is he an eagle? Is he an owl? Is he both? Well, uh, Eurasian eagle owls are owls,
1: and they're not native to North America. They're found in Europe and Asia, and we actually have two Eurasian eagle owls that go out to programs, and they're tied to be the largest owl in the world. They're big owls, and Flacco was probably a male, Just judging by his size, males tend to be smaller, females are bigger. And, um, yeah, he's not normally, uh, eagle owl is not normally found in this country free-flying. They're in zoos, they're in wildlife parks, but, you know, they're not out in the wild.
0: Mark, I'm big into watching live eagle, eagle cameras. There's a really good one at Big Bear Valley in California. There's a couple of good ones in Florida. They're all over the place, though. Those are raptors. Are owls raptors?
1: Yes, yes. Raptors are birds of prey that catch their food with their feet, except vultures. Vultures don't use their feet to eat. But yeah, so hawks, eagles, falcons, ospreys, owls, and vultures are all raptors.
0: Now, the eagles in this country were endangered a while back. We've done a great job bringing them back, and they're really no longer endangered. Where do owls stand on the endangered list? Well, there are, there is an federally endangered owl in the Pacific
1: Northwest called the spotted owl. And uh, their numbers are declining right now because barred owls, which have moved out into that range in the last three or four or maybe five decades, uh, are out-competing spotted owls. So spotted owls are declining. Here in New England, we have several state-listed owls on the endangered species list, and uh, in Connecticut, Um, I would say the most endangered owl, which no longer nests in Connecticut, would be the short-eared owl. And then barn owls are probably state-listed there in Connecticut as well.
0: Now, if I wanted an owl to get closer to my property, not as a pet, but is there something I can do to attract those owls to get closer to civilization?
1: Yeah, um, the first thing you could do and this is something anybody can do, is to not use rodent poison in the house or on the property. So if you have rats or mice in the house, try not to use rodenticides and instead use other traps like snap traps or some of the various traps that are available. Because raptors eat rodents, and when you poison a rodent, it doesn't die right away. and It'll go out act sick, and make an easy meal for a raptor or another predator like a coyote or a fox or a skunk. And uh, it could kill the bird or the mammal that eats it. So, number one, don't use rodenticides. Second thing you can do for the smaller owls is to put up a house for them, and screech owls and solid owls will use a house to nest. Uh, it's, a, it's a birdhouse with a three and a half inch hole, and you put it up about 10 feet or 15 feet in a tree, face it to the south, and maybe you'll get them, you know, roosting in it in the winter or nesting in it in the spring. And that, you know, there is a housing shortage for owls, so you can help that with, by putting up a birdhouse
0: for them. I think one of the intriguing things about owls, they're nocturnal. They're out at night. They can fly at night. The aforementioned eagles, they pretty much stay in the nest or roost on a tree branch at night. They don't fly at night. What is it about Owls that make them want to do their hunting and flying at night. Well, you know, I think it's because there's less competition for food at night, so they don't have eagles and hawks to compete
1: with. And owls over the millennia have become adapted to the night in many ways. Um, they have large eyes. Their eyes are sensitive to low light, much more so than ours. And their their feathers have become... Uh, adapted for silent flight so they can fly silently and that's how they sneak up on their prey. So I think it's mostly less competition at night. You know, they have the night to themselves as far as the aerial hunting goes. And eagles, there's even a case or two of where owls have gone into an eagle's nest at night and killed the eagle and taken over the nest. That would be a great horned owl that did that. And uh, eagles can't see very well at night at all. Whereas the owl would have excellent uh, night vision. And they see during the day equally well, um, day or night.
0: Mark, I know you live in northeastern Mass, not far from Lowell, Massachusetts, but do you bring your owls to Connecticut?
1: Well, you know, we have in the past, but um, there's a new regulation in place in Connecticut that requires us to uh, have to test our owls every time we would bring them in, test them for avian flu. And There's a couple of things about that that we really can't do, and that is it's expensive to test our owls, and it's stressful for the bird. So for the moment, um, we don't go into Connecticut for that reason because we can't comply with the requirement that we test them. Um, We're trying to work with them to figure if we can get a a workaround because our birds don't eat wild food. They eat farm-raised mice. They're not mingling with wild birds, so they're they're not very likely to catch avian flu. And uh, um, we're trying to work with the uh, wildlife agencies to uh, see if we can get a workaround and come back to Connecticut. Because we love going down there, and we've done schools and various other group programs down there.
0: Mark, how can people find out more about your books? The one I mentioned, Owling, Enter the World of the Mysterious Birds of the Night, and your second book that came out two years ago, The Snowy Owl Scientist. Um, they can buy it
1: online or at their favorite bookstore, uh, or they can um, email us through our website, eyesonowls.com, and uh, I, I can mail books out, or you can buy them you know, through your favorite bookstore.
0: A lot of people love owls. I would be on that list as well. Mark Wilson and his wife, Marcia, run Eyes on Owls out of Massachusetts. Mark, thanks for joining me this morning, especially on short notice. It was a great talk.
1: Wayne, go out and hoot.
0: (laughs) All right. It's been a hoot this morning. All right. With Mark and with Marcia on 14 WILI Willimatic and 95.3 FM.